This is the Cleveland Guardians Fancast with your host, Quincy Wheeler, a podcast about the Cleveland Guardians and their fans. Welcome to the Cleveland Guardian Fancast. I'm your host, Quincy Wheeler. You can find us at Guardian Fancast on Twitter. You can email me at Quincy at GuardiansFanCast.com. Today was a disappointing day for the Guardians because they lost to the Chicago White Sox and so ended up splitting the series two games to two games. Lost 2-1, to one, went 0-12 for 12 with runners in scoring position. Yeah, just another frustrating game where the sequencing of hits didn't quite work out, couldn't get guys to come up. In, in big moments the way that you'd hope they would. I don't know that I really despise anything that happened in this game. It just turned out not to be a good game. The biggest thing that happened was that uh, Aaron Savale has a wrist injury of some kind, wrist soreness. He's going to get an MRI. And he left after one inning, so the team was able to put together eight innings of only allowing two runs in relief. Those runs happened because Tito, for some reason, put in Sam Hinches in the sixth inning. And I've been trying to figure this out. Putting him in the sixth inning isn't necessarily the issue. It's that he put him in to face number two, three, and four in the White Sox order. And the White Sox, of course, have a ton of left-handed, hit, I mean, right-handed hitting power. So you don't want to have a left-hander go against the heart of their order. And it it went poorly, as anyone might expect. So I wasn't quite sure why Trevor Steffen didn't come in there, or Nick Salen, even though he pitched the day before. Or even, I mean, I think I might even like, I don't know, might even want to see James Karinczak. I don't know. I just don't want to see Sam Hinches against the heart of their order. So I guess what I would have wished that Tito would have done was to bring Trevor Steffen in there, see if he could get two, three, four out. And if he can, then give him a chance to get five, six, and seven, or maybe five and six, and then bring Hinches in to play seven, eight, nine, and one if need be, like just to see if Hinches can get you out of that. Because if you're going to have to go to Hinches at some point, just give him the best chance he can to succeed. Don't put him up two, three, four in the White Sox order. I know that Tito was trying to get to the point where he could get Stefan to do two innings and, or, you know, a little bit less and then have class A, but I think you just gotta, you gotta use your best arm when they're putting their best players up in that inning when you're in a situation like that. So a little bit of a managerial philosophy difference uh, with Tito on that. And Jimenez is banged up. So Miller started, got a double, but then looked kind of lost in other spots. Luke Maley got hit with a foul ball after he came in for Hedges late, and looks like he might be out. That's kind of what Tito was saying after the game, that they weren't going to let him catch anymore, that Clement was going to come in in the uh, top of the 10th if they tied it, and they were going to take Classe out because they didn't want to kill Clement. <laughs> um, so, man, that would have been that would have been tough. Imagine if Clement had to catch Sandlin or Karinczak. Wow. I'm assuming he would have gone to Shaw probably in the 10th, which probably best the game just ended as it did, not since the Guardians didn't walk it off. 
tying it would have gotten pretty rough. So hopefully Maley's okay. Hopefully health-wise he's fine. Uh, but I suspect we might get to see Santa Leone again. Or possibly Brian Lavastida since he's on the 40-man already. Because I think that Maley might end up on the concussion list. Not quite sure why they didn't pretty much have to take him out if they thought he might have a concussion. Baseball seems a little sketchy with how they handle it when players might have a concussion. You know, even in football, you get taken out right away and you can get fined if you don't do it. Baseball seems like they kind of skirt that rule a little bit. Not sure that I'm a big fan of that. <clears throat> hopefully, Maley's okay, and hopefully Guardians can put this behind them and come out strong against Detroit. Remember how Detroit just swept them and come out, you know, angry and ready to hit the ball and be aggressive and get some hits with runners in scoring position and take this series against Detroit. I mean, that's really should be the goal. Just move on. Forget about it. You know, turn turn the page and get to this next series and finish the first half of the season leading into the All-Star break strong. We heard that Jose Ramirez is going to hit in the home run derby. I think it's a good year for that because we don't have World Series expectations. Don't really love our best players hitting in home run derbies because you have a little risk of injury there. Uh, so this year, you know, this probably means that Jose's thumb is completely healthy, and that's good news. And the team's not really in World Series contention. Sure, we want to try to go for the division. We want to try to go for the wild card playoff experience. It would be great for this team. But a World Series would be super, super rare. So I'm okay with Jose taking this increased risk uh, event and, and bringing some joy to Cleveland fans and to himself by participating in the Home Run Derby. I'll be rooting hard for him and hope he has a great time doing it. Today I wanted to kind of take a look a little bit at what happened at Columbus and Akron today because, um, hey, you know, it wasn't a great day for the Guardians, so might as well take a look at what's going on for the upcoming Guardians. So the Akron Rubber Ducks lost, but some good things happened. Jose Taney went four for five. Don't forget about Taney. He's another shortstop prospect and probably going to be a great piece in a trade somewhere because I don't think that he's probably the best choice for shortstop in the Guardians organization, but he's going to be a major league shortstop somewhere, I think. Brian Rocchio went one for four. Brian Lavasita went one for four and also had a walk. George Valera got another hit. Um, Valera's been a little bit down lately. But, you know, still hitting the ball hard. Just needs to keep listening to coaches and adjusting. Uh, Kenzie Noel, he got a hit late in the game to put the Ducks ahead briefly until their bullpen gave it up. Uh, so that was big. He still struck out three times. Still got those strikeout issues, but just want to see him just continue to adjust and figure out how to make things work and give himself a chance to stick in the major leagues at some point. I think he's a big deal. You know, if you change, if you trade Fran Reyes, has been rumored, then I think you're really saying to yourself that you're trusting on Kenzie Noel that he can be a major league contributor at some point in 2023. And being in Akron, well, he's got to try to make some show some progress there. Hunter Gaddis had one bad inning, but he struck out nine in five in five and two thirds innings, and uh, only walked one. So feel pretty good about him and his performance. Um, enjoyed seeing him pitch for Akron. So pretty excited about that. So, you know, there you go. You, you think about the Guardians having a bad day. Well, you know, Gaddis and Tanya and uh, Noel, Noel and Valera and Rocchio, they all got hits. So there's something to hold on to even when things aren't so great. So let's turn our attention to Columbus now because there were some good things that happened in Columbus. 
Columbus right now is winning eight to three in the bottom of the eighth. And Will Benson got another couple hits. Will Benson's OPS is 907. And uh, he hit another home run, his 15th home run. So kind of excited to see if he's going to get a chance sometime this year to maybe spend some time in Cleveland and give a chance to show what he's capable of the major league level. Uh, Richie Palacios got a couple hits. He's dom he dominates in, in Columbus. He's definitely ready to be a major league player. Just question whether he's a starter or not, whether he's got a defensive home. Will Brennan got another couple hits. What's new? Will Brennan always gets hits. He got a walk. He's got an 886 OPS <laughs> since coming up to Columbus. Uh, Gabriel Arias, he also uh, got a hit and uh, also took a walk, so that's good to see. Seems like he's settling back in a little bit. Bo Naylor got a hit and took a walk. Trenton Brooks, might want to pay attention to Trenton Brooks. Trenton Brooks is a first baseman. He's a left-handed hitting first baseman. Otherwise, kind of wonder if we might have seen him at this point. But Trenton Brooks, uh, he has an 883 OPS in uh, in Columbus. Let me tell you just a little bit about Trenton Brooks. He's on the older side. He's 27 years old and 10 months. And he's got a 133 WRC plus in Columbus. Put up a 158 WRC plus in 2021 in AA, then struggled a little bit in Columbus. He's one of those guys, kind of like Alex Call, that's hanging around a major league roster. And, you know, if you're a team and you're like, hey, we could use some left-handed pop, we could use a guy who's going to get on base and play first base for us and also can probably play in the outfield a little bit. I mean, he's got a 441 slugging percentage, a 406 on base percentage in AAA. Probably means he can ha he can hang in the big leagues if he need it. Uh, so I just wonder if that might be somebody who's kind of included as kind of almost like a player to be named later, like a, a guy that a team's like, hey, we could use some extra first base depth in the minors for the rest of the stretch run uh, and be a piece of a trade that is kind of a, a big deal along the line. So just a reminder to kind of keep your ears open to hear about Trenton Brooks and Maybe take a look. One of those guys that's been with the organization for a long time and put in some good work. Some exciting things on the pitching side of things. Xavion uh, Curry, four innings, allowed two earned runs, one walk, three hits, and five strikeouts. Curry has definitely held his own. He had one kind of bad start in Columbus, but overall has held his own in Columbus. And everybody's anxious for him to show that, hey, maybe he could come up and give the Guardians some good innings from a fifth spot if they need it, especially if Curry is hurt. Because no one wants to see Connor Pilkington every five days. Not because Pilkington is terrible. I think that Pilkington is going to be all right. I'm glad he's on the team. But he's a little over his head right now. It's also possible that being the regular rotation might help him settle in a little bit. Because he's got the stuff. He just really struggles in those first couple innings. So I, 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 I'm not opposed to seeing him in that fifth spot. But I know everyone's anxious to see some of these other pitchers. From Curry to Logan Allen to... Um, Joey Cantillo. These are all the guys everybody wants to see. So it was nice to see that Curry had a good a good performance tonight. Kind of another name to be excited about, I think, is Nick Enright. Uh, Nick Enright is a relief pitcher who came up from Akron, uh, I think it was about a month ago. He's made, uh, he's pitched 10 innings in Columbus. He pitched 28.2 innings in Akron. In Akron, he had a 3.67 xFIP. He had a 2.72 FIP, fielding independent pitching, in case you don't remember. So that means that, you know, 
he's look his numbers look pretty good uh, if you take out the you know defensive noise that might be around there. Uh, in, in Akron, he struck out 11.6 batters per nine, which is pretty great, and kept the walks to 2.5. And he's carried that out to Columbus. In Columbus, he struck out 12.19 per nine and only walked 2.6. Tonight, Nickenwright threw two innings and struck out five guys and only gave up one hit. So his strikeout numbers are going to go up from what they were. This is coming into today that I just read to you. His big issue in Columbus is just that he has surrendered a couple of homers. And that looks bad when you've only thrown two, 10 innings and you surrendered a couple of homers. So that makes your numbers look crazy. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. I think that we're going to see Nick Enright before too long if he continues these numbers. Nick Mikolacek maybe too. We've talked about him before. He's been struggling with walks a little bit so not sure if if Enright might eventually kind of take that spot from him but pay attention for Nick Enright I think that we're going to see him come along the line at some point well I hope that that's kind of encouraged you a little bit as you've listened to me talk about the uh, Guardians who are coming so if you feel a frustrated with the Guardians who are here don't forget about the fact that we have what ESPN says is the best minor league system in the big leagues and which pretty much all over the place is going is being uh, rated as a top five farm system. So pretty exciting to see. Well, it's kind of exciting for me today because for the first time I have a chance to tell you about a sponsor of the podcast. Uh, obviously, I, I do these for fun and enjoyment. Don't want to charge people anything like a Patreon or anything. There's so many good things for you to spend your money on. So I wanted to tell you about a product that you might be interested in and something that might be of use to you that I could support and that company would match my values of tolerance and love for all people and caring about others. So uh, the company I want to tell you about is Sheets and Giggles. Sheets and Giggles makes ultra soft and sustainable eucalyptus bedding, eucalyptus sheets, mattresses, comforters, duvet covers, pillowcases, and laughter. That's what they do. They provide giggles for you. And they are a very funny company. I encourage you to follow Sheets and Giggles on Twitter and check out their website, sheetsgiggles.com, S-H-E-E-T-S-G-I-G-G-L-E-S.com. And when you go on there, if you would like to purchase anything, you can use the code GUARDIANS. So that's your code. Don't forget how to spell Guardians because I think everybody spells it wrong now and then. But spell Guardians in your checkout. You can get 15% off using that promo code of any item that you'll pick. So my wife and I got the king size sheets from Sheets and Giggles. And the box they come in is practically part of the, the value that you get because there's a lot of fun stuff in the box and good stuff to see. But it's amazing. I, I, I mean, I don't know what to tell you, but... I feel like we sleep better on those sheets and we have two small children. So sleep is hard to come by. And so my wife's birthday is coming up and I know that some of us might have spouses, whether your husband or your wife, you listen to this or your, your, your partner, your significant other. And you might say, wow, man, I can't come up with something to get them. We'll take a look at sheets and giggles and see if you might be interested in some of their comforters, mattresses, duvet covers, and the sheets. So that's the first time that I've, I've done an ad and just kind of wanted to tell you from the <laughs> top of my head what I thought about it. It'll be shorter in the future, but since it's the first time kind of mentioning them, I hope that those of you who like the podcast, if you're interested in finding some betting, if you're interested in getting something special that your significant other might enjoy, 
and that will help you with your sleep, that you'll check out sheetsgiggles.com and use the code GUARDIANS. This has been the Cleveland Guardians FanCast. You can find us Monday through Friday on any podcast service that you prefer. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, like, and download so that we can continue to produce these podcasts for your enjoyment.